0: Ladies and gentlemen, and those who fall into neither category, welcome to Star Trek Reliant, a Star Trek Adventures podcast. Uh, First off tonight, I'd like to hawk our email. Remember that if you want to get in touch with us, it's Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com. Remember, Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com for any and all inquiries. And with that out of the way, I'd like to go ahead and pull one from Conan O'Brien. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You're going to be so disappointed. But tonight, with me, I have, as usual, all my favorite friends. Playing our security expert, engineer, slash general problem solver, it's JB as Chorog.
1: Howdy, y'all. Pirate Scum Gaming here. I played Chorog, the uh, reliant security expert, Nostigan exchange, Nostigan pirate exchange officer, engineering consultant, and just general troublemaker i'm also i'm also pretty good at wrangling tardigrades and throwing around the little rat people
0: everyone has hidden talents next up on the list we have our science officer out of time db wells
2: hi i i am a person i play daniel uh i almost drowned in my bedroom a few minutes ago. And, uh, but that's okay, because at the end of the day, I know in the, my heart of hearts that I can always send an email to Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com.
0: Thank you very much. Next up, we have our unfortunate captain, uh, also the player of John T. Tardigrade and science officer Setseji Goro. We have Marcus Graves.
3: They keep me here against my will. They lured me in with gummy bears, but
0: there's no gummy bears. <laughs> yes, well, the replicator's on
4: the front. <laughs> would you like a banana? We went dark with that.
1: Banana hot. Banana hot. Banana hot.
2: Can <laughs> I tell them that I ate the gummy bears? I oh, want banana. Can, you, can I have
0: banana? Here, have banana.
2: Yay, okay, banana. Next up, we
0: have playing our wonderful engineer, Rick Tear. As well as an evil mere counterpartric tear. <laughs>
3: <Buzak. laughs> yes, it is I who both damaged and repaired the same Uh food replicator. Yes, that's what I was saying, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> Lastly, we have me, Gerald.
0: I'll be the DM tonight. I also play Kara Junrani, everyone's favourite Ibby navigator. With the hard, crunchy outside and the soft, gooey center. At least we assume so. Is she tsundere or yandere? Cast your votes now at reliant at starbaseugc.com.
1: Oh, and not to worry, folks. Uh, Mere uh, Richter won't be causing any arm anytime soon, considering he doesn't have one. It's just a
0: flesh wound. So tonight, after our wonderful credits and intro sequence, that uh, we should probably put up on YouTube somewhere. Somebody remind us we should do that. After that, the camera zooms in on the not-quite-falling-apart TOS-style space station Magellan. And it looks like several ships are coming in from warp. The camera pans around as a Rhysian Corvette painted in a riot of cyan and pink comes out of warp. Across the side, the camera reads the name RxS Misbehave as it comes in to dock with the station. A few minutes later, a Sovereign-class cruiser drops out of warp, and the camera pans by looking at the lettering across it. USS Sierra. And then it reads the uh, serial number. NCC 74184. After that, the camera zooms around again and zooms in on the Reliant. Flashing down through the side of the wall and into
3: the engineering room uh, inside the engineering room you see uh Rick here having um the the prime universe Rick uh just uh going over things holding a data pad in his hand, just checking off uh, a last um thing on his checklist before uh you follow him up through the uh outside the engineering, up through a turbo lift, uh back to the bridge, uh where you see all sorts of random activity happening on uh, as he as he uh presses the uh the button, alerting the captain to his presence. The captain acknowledges. Uh so the the door's open, Rick Tier enters. Uh Well Captain, uh the last of the issues have been resolved. Uh we I have gone through and double-checked every system just to make sure, but uh, ever since uh, our, um, our guest in the brig made his escape, we haven't uh, detected any kind of damage or, or uh, shall we say, uh, sabotage to the systems. Seems to be in pristine order. Graves
4: simply nods and says, right, thanks for the checks. Good to be extra thorough with the uh, prisoner we have on hand. Um, Let's see. Anything else in the security logs to indicate that he may have spent more time with certain systems than others? It may not necessarily indicate that he's interfered with certain tech, but may give us some clue if he tries a second attempt, if there's any directions we could follow.
3: Um, the only systems I've seen him interact with, uh, according to the logs, Uh, the ship's door systems, um, but, uh, there doesn't seem to be any lingering thing. It just forced access to, to areas that he shouldn't have otherwise had access to. And, um, the shuttle bay to allow him access to, um, depart. Alrighty, then. Well, it seems like things are settled
4: for right now. Um... Let's see, I've put uh, John on additional security detail, so he'll be keeping a close eye on Mirarik while uh, he's still within our company.
2: All
3: right, if um, that's it, Captain, uh, I should get back um, the engineers are, uh, planning something. I'm not entirely sure what, but something's going on. Oh, it'll be
4: very surprising. Um, but yeah, if there's nothing else, you're dismissed. Very good work.
3: And with that, he gives a nod and, and heads back down to the shift, which, um, uh, you, you, pan, the camera pans back to engineering and they see, uh, a, uh, a trolley, uh, like, uh, one of the mag- maglets being pulled with, with a device, um, as the rest of the engineers huddle and, um, wait around for Richter to enter back into... Uh, into um, engineering then uh, uh, a blast of confetti of sound of of um, streamers sort of all erupts from uh, from all the various angles and, uh, and uh, they start to sing Happy Birthday
4: Happy Birthday to you
2: Happy Birthday to you Happy, Happy birthday to you, dear. Happy birthday to
3: you. Okay, and that was uh, appropriately horrendous for a workplace birthday, so congratulations. <laughs> God help us if that yes. turns out to be yeah, copywritten.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Trog is standing there with a very befuddled look on his face. Wondering what the hell is going on. Does he have a
3: party hat? Uh, uh, no. As one of the engineers oh, does come up and put a ha- party hat on his head. Well, tries to, anyway. Trog just kind of just stares daggers and like, what are you doing? It's uh, tradition. It's, a uh, Rick, Rick T is, uh, well, according to, uh, standard Federation Dates, it's, it's his birthday. Oh, okay. As Charles goes back to his work,
1: For well, you see, Klingon and Noskins—they don't really celebrate birthdays. They—they they
3: just kind of exist. So uh, that—that's it for Rick here at the moment. So. so-
4: um graves uh you have one moment to do with graves maybe secret planning um graves in his office sits back and tries to think of all the different angles associated with mayor rick uh, possible motivations and possible um ways of dealing with a problem so he's going to do that insight security role uh insight security or command doesn't really matter oh insight command let's do command command's better Uh, let's see. Cheat. Stats. Oh, crap. (laughs) Well, glad it's command.
3: Oh, yeah, two successes. All right. So, um... Based on everything that you know of Mirror Rick, uh, he does seem to be more focused on getting out, um... There's one thing you do note wasn't just what he did, but what he didn't do. With the report, it didn't seem that he that he went out his way to attack or hurt. Just that um, uh, he he tried to go and and just create a, get out, create a new life for himself. So I mean, it was prime opportunity for some sabotage for some. Um, malfeasance going on in terms of damaging the reliant or, or or hurting people, but it seemed to be focused on that um, and that that element of of his personality um, that does seem to be his major focus um, for his um, for his motivation. As far as, um, so yeah, if if you want to um, spend, uh, obtain information, you can do that. Let's see. So let's go ahead and do that spend. All right. So one thing you do, you do like think on is, okay, he has shown himself uh, sufficient with engineering and you sort of wonder why... Um how some like a a non terran was able to be involved in such a critical error of a ship engineering um the information you got from from your counterpart was that he was indeed chief engineer of of the i s s reliant um so there is a sort of angle there in terms of of um a non- terran being in such a terran focused position, something more is there that um you're not sure about. Reeves hums at the
4: pondering and includes the additional information in his report to command. <clears throat> general conclusion is that Rick doesn't seem mirror Rick doesn't seem to be attached to his old life and has some, probably some fairly exceptional skills in engineering.
3: All right, the report is made and sent off.
4: Woo.
0: About that time, the computer chirps. priority three message incoming from Starfleet
4: <clears throat> Command. size tries to look a little bit less unkempt, and he's actually drawing his hair out a little bit, a little bit of facial hair at this point. Uh, zips up his uniform. Uh, turns on
0: the viewscreen. He's greeted by the smiling face of Admiral Futagami, who, after a moment, looks at him and frowns and says, you look like hell. Trying not to be, trying not to, uh, sir. Futagami nods. Right. Well, I just wanted to let you know that you're now being permanently reassigned to Magellan Station as your base of operations. Uh, Along with your ship, we're also reassigning the Athens and the uh, Sierra to be with you. The Toledo and the Galileo are both reassigned to the Klingon front, although the Toledo still requires significant
4: repairs. Graves perks up at this. He's like, hmm, I see. So are we on a support role, or are we doing primary
0: exploration? That'll be up to Captain Mercer, but I imagine you'll be on primary exploration, at least once the station is completely secure. You'll also be roving around, meeting new species, and solving problems, because... Let's face it, new species often come with new problems.
4: Graves is slightly smiling at this point and says, Hmm, all right, yeah, Uh, transfer acknowledged. We will begin our operation straight away and get in contact with Captain Mercer.
0: Futagami leans back in her chair and gives a crooked smile and says, Of course, I
4: could assign you to the Klingon front if you'd prefer. Um, Haven't I blown up his... or haven't we... And I've done enough on that front? You know, destroying a transwarp gate, liberating an entire planet, more or less by ourselves? Ah, no. The crew's getting kind of burnt out with the war effort. cycle cycles back out to somewhere that doesn't particularly see too much action.
0: Right, right, right. I get you. So vacation on Riza, then? Uh, no. Preferably not. At this point, Futagami is obviously withholding a bit of a laugh. She says, relax, Captain, you're on exploration duty. I hate to put it this way, but the more experienced captains are the ones we currently need on the front lines right now. Not to mention that as a frigate-class ship, the Reliant is not exactly equipped for direct battle purposes. And eventually luck's going to run out,
4: so might as well quit
0: while we're ahead. You say that now, Captain, but I'm sure you'll find plenty of adventure out there. And don't think you've gotten rid of me. Just because Captain Mercer is going to be directing you from day to day doesn't mean I won't chime in here and again.
4: Just so long it's not it's Admiral Ross. I'll be happy with that. She laughs, tosses a salute, and the line goes out. Graves kind of looks around his office, kind of perks up a little bit. There's a senior staff meeting? I think we should have a senior staff meeting. Goes to his computer and jauntily types out, Senior staff meeting. Uh, ten minutes. Feel free to bring snacks. Kara acknowledges and shows up two seconds later with a bottle of Soma,
0: since she was just sitting out on the bridge. Yo. She sits down. Yo.
4: Got some news, but eh, let's wait for the others.
0: I don't think we're going to be seeing the doctor right
4: now. I think he's in surgery. they will just have to let him know later. All right. Yeah, well, he should be happy with the news. That'll be coming in. Uh, let's see... We were waiting for Rick. I think Chorog's on security duty today, so he'll be taking over for Bryce right now. Uh and um let's see. Science teams. Yeah, let's yeah, he, he makes an addendum to his message. Yeah, let's bring up DB Wells here. Car just sits back and waits for everyone to arrive.
2: Uh you that hear, means everyone. You hear over the you hear over the the comms. Uh, Daniel saying, "Um, where am I supposed to be going?"
4: Graves. Um, says, "Our, um, just ask the computer to be uh, directed towards the bridge, specifically conference room."
2: Okay. Sorry. Be there soon. And no worries.
0: After uh, Daniel puts in his uh, request, outside the camera zooms in on him as a little lighted path shows up along the floor for him.
1: Meanwhile Ch- a- Meanwhile, Chog and walks on the bridge uh typing away intently on a pad. They, he knows the bridge, so he walks along the bridge, not even bothering to look up and walks into the conference room and takes his uh seat. Still working and typing away at the pad.
4: Uh let's see. We also have uh at the table. Let's also have uh, Waitley and Theron. They're not able to join us tonight, but let's go ahead and make sure that they're in the scene. And then we're just basically waiting on Rick.
3: Yeah, Rick is the last one to show up. Um, uh, He is carrying a a small plate of cupcakes.
2: Daniel also arrives with a plate uh, of half-eaten cake.
3: (laughs) Kara notes all the hats.
0: I feel left out now.
2: You know, it's surprising just how little birthday celebrations have changed since my time. All things considered. Kara
1: takes the one that he is still wearing and tosses that at Kara. Here, I have mine.
0: Kara blows him a kiss and puts the hat on. Setsa's is going to want that hat, you know.
4: Well, Setsa's is not here. Grip smiles. All right, everyone, we have news from command. We have been reassigned. Specifically, we will be providing permanent research support to Starbase Magellan.
0: So I take it that this is still part of the exploration gig. We're just even further out now.
4: Uh, yeah, pretty much now. Although we do have a base of operations in a codified fleet support structure, so that is a bonus. I mean, it's a little rundown, but this place
0: is larger than Epsilon.
4: Oh, well, it's a fixer-upper. Definitely nice to have this versus some of the state- trade stations I saw back in the uh, uh, Beta Quadrant. Hey,
0: look, it's in better shape than Drozana. Let's just leave it at that.
4: Yeah. I mean, parts aren't floating off, so that's good.
1: Well, you know, I can have construction supplies here in just a couple of calls. Get this thing really up and running.
4: Yeah, you got contacts. Uh, The um, station's received a new commanding officer, uh, Captain Mercer. So if you're able to provide those contacts over to him, I'm sure he'd much appreciate that.
1: I'm not sure how he's going to feel about a bunch of Orion pirates showing up here all of a sudden.
4: Well, let's put it this way. Uh, Starfleet's probably going to be a little bit slow in getting their big um, replicator units out this way. So if he can get any help he he, um, can get in a shorter time span, I'm sure that's going to be putting him more at ease.
1: Okay, I'll pass along the contact information to my contacts.
0: Carl leans forward on the table and actually looks serious. So I guess we're probably going to go over and say hi to the new folks in charge, huh?
4: Yeah, that's probably going to be the plan here. Um, I don't think they'll have much for scientific support teams uh, dedicated to the station, at least for a little while where they're getting things up and running. So we're probably going to have to pull a little bit more for anything, or be a little bit more on call for anything that they might want us to take a look at. Gar looks over at Daniel's. That means you and Setza, egghead.
2: Daniel puts down the hand that he had raised a uh, a few seconds ago.
0: Right, so uh, does this also have anything
4: to do with that ship I I saw show up? The Sierra? Yeah, Sierra is uh, one of the, well, it's going to be our primary uh, assault support uh, while on mission. So us and the Sierra, and she trails off. And he reviews his data pad again the u s s athens and under captain gates yeah u s s athens um I believe the Toledo is still under repairs, and I'm not sure where they're gonna be assigned once everything is said and done uh hopefully a little bit less war uh war footing, but ah, uh, let's see. Starfleet's tried to get this set up as a Starfleet initiative, but given the stretching of resources, they're also reaching up to Romulan Republic right now, seeing if they can get additional support and personnel, so we might be seeing some warbirds uh, show up here, although, fortunately, uh, a nicer variety than Imperial. Right. I'll
0: let uh, Larissa know not to just fire on anything green. Or cloaked. Well, you have to admit, that'd be a great way to get them to decloak.
4: It would. It would. Although, I'd rather not have to explain why we just put a hole hole through their ship as a hello uh, message. But, as far as I know right now, we don't have anything uh, too close for Republic assistance. It's still being reviewed, but the prospects are likely that they'll be joining us out here. You said Republic,
1: not Imperial, right? Because the Imperials and I don't exactly get along. I don't
4: think the Imperials get along with anything. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the point now. Uh back in the day it did happen in some dealings with some Imperial uh merchant contacts and ooh very much a never again type scenario.
1: Yeah, the Telshiar don't exactly smile upon someone warping in and then warping out with a bunch of nanite disruptors. They don't like that.
0: Tal Shiar don't exactly um, smile.
4: Raves reaches for a bowl of chips. Snacks. Says, all right. So, as far as everything goes now, we're just going to be making a short trip to the station. Um, let's basically put the ship—I wouldn't necessarily say on leave, but just on standby for um, uh, any directives we might get from our new uh, our new buddies out here. Kara spins around in her chair. Woo! Field trip. Woo! All right. I'll take the lead on this one. Eli will have the ship. Uh, Theron and uh, the chaplain will have the bridge as well. The rest of us, we're going to go say hello. Uh, she probably bring Setso along as well. She does generally like these types of occasions.
0: So at this point, the camera pans out and swings over to Magellan and shows the interior of a transport room. There's a young man there with... Uh, Dark, short, curly hair, and just the beginnings of a mustache and goatee. It looks like maybe he hasn't shaved in a couple of days. And beside him stands a, uh, a tall, dark-skinned uh, woman with uh, dark, straight hair and a Borg eyepiece covering her left eye. And at that point, the group beams in to the room on Magellan Station. The young man, wearing the pips of a Starfleet captain, moves forward and extends a hand. Anton Mercer. Pleasure to meet you.
4: Marcus Graves. Uh, I think I'm a lieutenant commander at this point, and it's a pleasure to meet you.
0: Mercer laughs for a minute and says, well, if it's not official, I'll make it official. That way you're not a liar. All right. Sounds good. He looks across the, uh, the assembly group, and this is your crew?
4: Yep, yeah, this is Tier, my chief engineer, Karajin Rani, con officer, DB, uh, uh, D.B. Wells, he's a science advisor, and Chorog, who is, he thinks for a moment, uh, and thinks to himself, you know, we gotta promote him at some point. Says, um, our security specialist as well, and uh, lastly, Ensign Setsu a girl.
0: Anton nods and looks over at Setsu for a minute, and something seems to spark in his eyes, and he... Moves over to speak with her as the dark, uh, dark-skinned woman steps forward. Says, I'm Captain Bailey of the USS Sierra. Just so you know, we'll be your heavy support from here on out. So if you have a problem, report exactly to me first. Mercer second. Mercer can't move
4: the station. Uh, yep, I know, Bailey. Hasn't been that long since so far.
1: <sighs>
4: Not long enough to...
0: Get you back into a serious mood, apparently.
4: Hey, I... I'm not particularly serious right now. I just remember the gut punch you gave me. She gives a slight smile. You want another one? Uh, no. I'd pass on that for today. Things have been going pretty good so far. At this point, Anton finishes his
0: talk with uh, Setzer and just gives her a pat on the shoulder and moves to the front of the group and says, All right. uh, Well, I wish I had time to say... Settle down, settle in, enjoy your time, but, uh, well, duty calls.
4: Is everyone ready for a briefing? Uh, yeah, we just came out of one. Sounds great. Uh, do you have snacks?
0: Mercer laughs. I'm sure we can get something out of the replicator. At least since it was fixed. I think Gas said it was fixed.
1: I gotta take a look at it, if it's acted up. <laughs>
0: Well, there was a slight uh, corruption problem some weeks ago, but everything should be working fine now. He turns and leads the group on through Magellan Station to what looks like an old tos style you know, conference room. The only new upgrade so far is that the clunky old CRT monitor on the desk has been replaced by a small flat screen set into it. He sits down behind the desk and says, All right, so... I wish I could say that things were going to be easy and simple and whatnot, but I'm afraid that you're being sent out to track some weapon discharges across several different systems.
4: Uh, let's see. How large of a discharge are we talking about? Planetary explosion or small skirmish?
0: Uh, generally small skirmishes. Uh, these look to be
4: nuclear warheads. Um, what? Great, but at the same time, suggestive.
2: Daniel Mercer. raises his hand.
0: Mercer nods and then points at Daniel.
2: Uh, you you said this was a small skirmish, but there's nuclear warheads involved?
0: Mercer blinks slightly, and Kara just leans over and elbows DB and says, Yeah, nuclear weapons are about as low on the totem pole as you could get compared to what we have these days.
1: Trog also raises a hand.
0: Anton nods to Trog.
1: Are we talking planetary explosions, or are we talking uh, orbital launches for these warheads?
0: Orbital launches. It looks like they're being used for ship-to-ship combat as well as ship-to-ground bombardment.
1: Trog nods, and Trog nods and makes a note on his pad. Uh, also, sir, um, I can offer some assistance in getting this facility upgraded if you don't mind. A bunch of Orion pirates bringing supplies. I have contacts.
0: Mercer nods and then shifts left slightly and dodges a chunk of falling, uh, ceiling plaster and says, that would be very much appreciated. He shifts back to where he was sitting before.
1: Trog slides a pad across the table. Here's a contact. Just mention my name. You'll have all kinds of construction supplies here. Uh...
0: Mercer takes the pad and says, All right, thank you very much. I will contact them as soon as the meeting's over. So, like I said, you're being sent out to investigate this. There's some small-scale warp signatures and weapons fire, and we don't know what's going on. It's your job to find out.
4: All right. Sounds good. doesn't seem that, like anything too hazardous from what our old jobs were. So, yeah, happy to look into it. Better a nuke than a disruptor. Hey, eh, Marcus? Um, also Borg transwarp gate. Definitely take the nukes over that. Mercer nods. I would know all about the Borg. Don't worry. Righto.
0: Uh, with all that said, you're dismissed for the reconnaissance mission. See what you can learn. Uh, beyond that, use your best judgment as to what course of action you take from there. Just keep us appraised of what's going on. Brave salutes. will do,
4: Captain, and we'll report as soon as we have something. Mercer nods. Dismissed. Group piles out. Setsa considers raising a hand, but doesn't.
0: Mercer just gives her a slight smile as she leaves.
4: Group piles back into the and the antechamber. On service Basementality. Gribbs looks about and just asks Well, any thoughts or should we just get to it?
0: What is it with permanent races always at each other's throats? Didn't we deal with something like this before and it led to, like, a planet destroyer?
4: Yeah. Fortunately, that doesn't seem to be in play right now.
0: It didn't seem to be in play
4: last time either. Yeah. There's also a possibility that, well, it might not be what it seems. We definitely want to keep an open mind here. Um... Chances are it's going to be some kind of warfare, but it could be some sort of defensive maneuver against another type of threat. So we definitely want to be on the lookout for anything that might not be a nuke.
0: Okay, but now that you've said that, I'm totally going to go out on an EV one day and paint Nuke the Asteroids
4: on the hull. I don't think Command would appreciate that, but you do have your own ship. For the moment, for the moment. Uh, We better have some kind of nuclear containment
1: protocol in place just in case we need to destroy those warheads. Um, Yeah, shields are pretty good at that.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll be in any danger. I should be able to dodge anything, and anything I couldn't possibly dodge, Larissa could just vaporize.
1: I'm more concerned about planet side. If we're going to help these people, and it's a nuclear disaster area down there, we need to have some kind of containment protocol in place.
4: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, definitely humanitarian supplies would be useful to have stock up on through the replicator system. Um and then also working out uh, radiation scrubbers um that we might be able to deploy planet side.
3: And there there is also a bit of a um anachronistic with the level with the power supplies for dealing with nuclear warheads yet also war signatures. The the power requirements for for warp technology far exceed that of that uh, nuclear fission particularly can produce.
4: Yeah, antimatter uh, explosions would generally have a bit more oomph, but it could be an issue of deployment mechanisms and economy. Um, the uh, species may not be able to afford um, wasting um, sophisticated technology, but they may be plenty happy of using nukes. Um, but. Again, another possibility is that the nukes are being used as a prelude to a terraforming operation, just physically reforming a landscape before uh, um, dealing with the radiation and settling it. Or it could be used for planetary mining, blowing up um, uninhabited worlds to be able to get at um, the resources towards the cores. So, yeah, hopefully something simple like that, but we shall
0: see. For the record, sir, I don't ever want to meet the species that thinks nuking a planet and making it radioactive is a good terraforming business.
1: Ah, uh, might depend
4: on the physiology.
1: Yeah, trying to, trying to use a nuke for either terraforming or mining is like trying to kill a fly with a sledgehammer.
4: Yeah. Alrighty. Well, is there anything else? Car shrugs. Rick just shakes his head. Alright. Graves nods. All right, let's get back on to the Reliant and head out there.
0: Most of the group files out, but DB waits behind.
2: Um, uh Captain, can I can I talk to you about something?
4: Uh sure, what's up?
2: Um Am I really qualified to be helping in a in on a, a like with official federation business? I mean, it's one thing to just be in the room and give my opinion on some strange happenstance, but at this point I'm meddling with, like, official government affairs, and I bear- I'm i still new here, and I-, I get I'm a quick learner, but, like, there's gotta be someone on the ship more qualified than me to deal with all this.
4: Grave shrugs. Well, unfortunately, our science department's been pretty low-staffed. Um, the prior ranking officer was Setsa, but she definitely has her specialties and hasn't been really dealing with this rest too well for larger departmental, um, larger departmental uh, business. There's also Nyssa and Gural, but again, they're uh, junior scientists. You do have quite a lot of experience with core sciences and publication and just dealing with the scientific side. The method hasn't changed all that much. Um, even though that we've just added new knowledge and techniques. So, as far as I'm uh, concerned, your training does make you qualified to be able to assist as a scientist, even though you're learning. And as far as things go with uh, joining in, in official meetings, I can bring in whoever I see fit and designate specialists as I see fit. And Chora uh, is in a similar situation where he doesn't have to start with training, but he is definitely filling in as a senior tactical officer, or a senior uh, security officer, while Prices, is busy handling shipboard business. So, as far as I'm concerned, you're doing a great job, and yeah, just keep at it.
2: Well, thank you, sir. But I, th- that's very nice. To, that's very nice to hear. But should I even be learning enough to help? I mean, I mean, when I go back, t- when I go back to my time, once we figure out what happened, like, w- wouldn't wouldn't wouldn't? Isn't it a danger to for me to know too much? I might accidentally let something slip and that could change the timeline, and and he Grave he's,
4: shrugs. He's... Uh, grave shrugs. Well, temporal investigations is still reviewing your case, and I think there's a potential that you could stay if you wanted to. I mean, our history records things, you know, following a certain course. Your return to your time might not change a whole lot, but at the same time it might, so it's sort of, we're sort of waiting on that. And as far as I know, well... If you know too much, then they're just going to have to fiddle with your memories. So I'd say just live it up. Just do your best you can. And just don't worry too much about knowing too much or too little. Because people uh, well, above pay grades are going to be taking a look at how to really process that information. I haven't been giving a special directive, so I say go nuts.
2: You know, I, I, normally I'd be surprised that you've made memory-altering technology by now. But honestly, from what I've seen, I... I, I I kind of accept it now.
4: Grave shrugs. I mean, it's not that common, but I did hear tell of it in the black market or er, black market memory alteration does kind of come into play a little bit with criminal operations because hey, if you don't know anything, you can't say anything. But it does have therapeutic and medical applications as well, usually with me- memory reconstruction.
2: Well, let's hope it's just not as easy as the movies from my time made it seem. Um.
4: Considerably not, but I wouldn't worry that too much about it at this point.
2: That's good to hear. Thank, thank you for, thank you for at the very least easing some of my worries, Captain.
4: Graves nods. All right. Well, that's all. Let's go find out who's nuking what and potentially who, but hopefully just a lot.
0: And with that, not only do we have an incoming scene change, but we've been at this for about an hour. Does everybody would l- would everybody like to take five real quick?
4: Yay! Break time! My knees will thank you. Real snackies.
1: <laughs> Commercial
4: break. We'll be
2: right we'll be back. back.
4: If you'd like to sponsor
3: this podcast,
2: <laughs>
3: please send an yeah, email I to think- Reliant at
2: What's that? Did you say Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com? Reliant at
3: u- StarbaseUGC.com?
2: Why, that sounds like a fantastic opportunity. That email, Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com.
0: All different gas giants and some rocky planets in the middle. Kara looks back over her shoulder and says, uh, this is the system where the weapons discharges were most recently dis- you know, seen.
4: Grave says, Alright, let's go to upon it a scan, look for anything that was M-class, or recently M-class, and also for any blast patterns. Okay, somebody at the science station give me a control science roll. Setsa will be at the science station this time, because she is good with the computers.
0: He says before rolling double
4: 20s. Yeah, um... Let's see. So, control science. No focus apply supply, but I do. Should probably go back and change some stuff. There we go. Three successes. It on says honor again.
0: Uh, looks like the planets in this system are all untouched by nuclear radiation. It doesn't look like any of them contain life. However, it's likely that this is just sort of another stop off of a front in a war. Uh, from the distance, there are two small groups of. Very low-tech ships moving to engage one another near the sun.
4: Grave sighs and says, all right, well, that looks pretty straightforward for how this is going to go. Um, let's go ahead and bring us to warp, and at some point right in between them. Let's see if that gets their attention. Hi, sir. We'll see what we can do. Um, also, side question, do we get momentum for that last roll?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say one momentum. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and count the two successes as you got every little bit of information you could. It's
4: just that there's not a whole lot happening around here. Yay! So, ship goes whoosh, warp, and then unwarp. By the time you arrive, the battle is actually
0: over. Uh, there is wreckage of it looks like a slightly more advanced ship floating along that looks... Armed to the teeth and dangerous. And what's left are a couple of small and very battered looking industrial ships.
4: Graves, I'm going to go with a hunch. Hail the uh, smaller ships. Well, there's only one side left, so
0: I'm guessing you just want to hail the survivors. Um, More or less, yes. Graves uh, gives the order and Moon looks over and says, Try to open a channel, sir see uh we got one on radio frequencies and across the channel comes a computerized very mechanical voice that simply says identify
4: uh marcus graves of the federation starship reliant searching oh boy terms not found what is Uh, your what is your philosophy uh peaceful exploration and coexistence for mutual productivity and gain string not found Kiki or Boba? Uh, generally Boba Man myself. Friend.
0: The ships basically move into formation around the, uh, Reliance. And Kara just looks over. Did we just make friends with the little spaceship Machineman?
4: Um, I believe so, although I'm never gonna get to tell Command why I said what I said. Anyway, um,.
2: <laughs> Um, should we, should we check the, the, lo- should we check the loser's ship to see if there's any survivors?
4: Yes, we should. Uh, Sensa go ahead.
0: Setza Setsa setsa calls over and says, uh, there's no life signs in the system except for us, sir. There's nothing alive on those ships.
4: Either of them. Uh, are there any life support systems that can potentially be inferred? No, sir. Well, that answers that question, we're dealing with, uh. Robotic uh, warfare. So, all right. Uh, Do we have any path uh, warp signatures that would lead us to either location, or a potential base for one of the two factions?
0: Setsu looks over the, you know, various different comings and goings. I think I've filtered it out based on the most
4: likely paths and most common routes, sir. Um, well, let's head in the direction of our new friends here. If we pick wrong, that's going to look really badly for potential coexistence. You could always ask them. Asking what else would also be good. Uh, hail the ship. Communications. Uh, where is your home base?
0: Processing. Home base of creators. Planet Zarkon. Coordinates follow. And Graves. some
4: oh.
1: simple
0: coordinates are sent over to the
4: ship. Oh, that's easy. Well, probably best to take a look at this.
2: Um, sir? Um, uh, I, I... Sorry, uh, I... I'm not sure how important this might be, but I just had a thought as to why they're using nuclear warheads as opposed to something else.
4: Um, what? Uh, what's your thought?
2: Well, since they seem to both... Since... They both seem to be possibly uh robotic or computer based uh, life forms. Uh, it might be more efficient to utilize the EMPs that come from a nuclear explosion uh, than a more powerful than just a more powerful uh yield
4: yeah. That would make some deal of sense. So, good thinking there. Um, Setsa. could you scan the damaged ship one more time? See if you can pick out anything that looks like a robot or some other kind of control core, and let's see if we can pull any of that back. At the very least, we might be able to see what physically is controlling those ships and be able to make some type of guess about what's hap- or about what the nature of this conflict might be.
3: Uh, Captain, I'd also also like to get some information, from, possibly get information about the systems from the cause of the... see if there's any information about the cause of the attack and and what's going on more than just nuclear weapons being thrown at each other. Yeah, I have a feeling,
4: though, it's going to come down to... Go ahead. I have a feeling it's going to... (laughs) I have a uh, feeling it's going to come down to a war of aggression between two uh, factions it's going to be a question of what's the nature of those two factions but we can definitely try to pull any strategic information we have here but given the nature of the system I would not be surprised if this is simply a strategic uh, territorial move so let's try to get that data Um, but let's definitely not uh, spend too much time here because we do want to make sure that we are following along with our directives and not taking on too many suspicious actions, because that might provoke hostilities and the change of friend and foe ID.
0: Meanwhile, Seth has been scanning, and she starts to relay information. It looks like both ships are crewed by autonomous robots, so there is an interior section of the ship for a, and she makes little quote marks with her hands, crew, but there are no life support systems because there's no life to support. It looks like... The defeated ships were actually slightly more technologically advanced than our new little buddies here, but I guess that didn't help them today. Both ships, however, are powered by very crude antimatter reactors. It looks like they're capable of warp point three.
4: Graves. non Well, I mean, that's really not that much for a warp signature. But... Yeah, we'll just see what they uh what they're um able to provide in terms of information. Uh, at their homeworld. Uh Land of course if we're done collecting information from the destroyed ship or also materials from the destroyed ship. And yeah, let's get going.
0: I think I can pull up but it looks like what the two androids are like. Yeah, let me get you an image on screen. First we'll start with the defeated side. Uh, she pulls up the image and on screen it basically is a rounded silvery colored robot with three fingered claw hands it looks larger than a person more robust than a person and just a little bit silly once you get to the head which is mostly glass and covered in a variety of different electronic doodads and symbols graves blanks she gestures at it this Um, was apparently running the aggressor ship that was defeated Given the, uh, nature of the exchange, sir, I have temporarily named these Kiki. Ah, uh, I see. Yep. As for our new friends, she pulls up a different image. This time the image is of a much smaller and less humanoid robot that's very obviously corroded. One arm ends in something that's not a hand, presumably a weapon of some kind, and the only thing on its large featureless head is a single eye slightly offset to the left.
4: She gestures, and is anyone and this... getting a slight. Go ahead. Um. Is anyone getting a slight sporting vibe out of this? Almost kind of looks like. I don't know. Like mascots? Not quite what I would expect out of war machines. Oh, the one looks like a
1: mining droid.
0: Yeah. Kara shrugs. The boba one is kind of cute. The kiki one looks creepy with that head.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing that. A little bit more imposing and imperial. Sets kind of goes just, with the ship, too. Setsa just gestures. Anyway, that's the two
0: sides, as they are. Seem... Don't seem all that advanced. Yeah. Let's go ahead and check out their homeworld, then. Car and in, of course. I sir. Do you want me to, uh... Well, should I keep to a... Very slow walking pace for our friends.
4: Yeah, let's not give too much of a sign of our capabilities uh, beyond what we've already showed for warp signature. So let's basically keep our, keep our in-system speed as our sort of theoretical maximum for the time being.
0: Kara nods and lays in a course. Obediently, the two remaining Boba ships in formation, you know, move as well. And everybody sets off. And Kara just keeps slowly accelerating the ship until it looks like their friends are having trouble keeping up, and then she just cuts back slightly. Doesn't look like we're too far from the uh, planet Zircon, sir. It looks like we'll probably be there in about ten minutes.
4: Graves nods. Yeah, pretty close cool by then. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and send a preliminary report to uh, Captain Mercer, uh, letting him know that looks like we have an exchange of uh, uh, weapons fire. Exchange of uh, atomic blasts for the EMP function between two um, robotic robotic factions, and we are investigating the nature of the conflict.
0: The message is sent off. Cut to a view of the starfield as the ship is warping, and the ship drops out of warp in another new system. The ship goes to move around a planet surrounded by massive amounts of space debris. The surface of the planet is unable to be seen through thick black clouds.
4: Grave size? Oh, wow. Oh. That's just a lot of material, so mining operations would probably be required just to produce that much stuff. Ow.
0: Hey, Captain, Setsa says.
4: Guess what? Um, there's no life signs in the system either. No, there's actually life signs on the planet. Deep underground, but there's life signs. Graves nods. All right, all right. Uh, Can we open a hill to the underground population, or do they seem a little bit too secluded?
0: Looks a little too secluded at the moment, sir. We're also getting a lot of interference. This planet has been... well, um, you know how a golf ball looks?
4: Mm, Roughly.
0: That, but with nuclear impact craters.
4: All right, so let's put it this way. The Boba may not necessarily be protecting the population, or this could be the handiwork of the Kiki. Uh, we should keep both possibilities in mind. Sure, I can try to
1: boost the comrades, try to cut through some of that garbage.
3: Um,
4: let's give it a shot. I mean, it'd be nice to say hello before heading down to the surface.
0: Sure, let's get a, uh... Let's see, how do we want to do this?
4: Let's do go with a daring engineering role. This is an evil DM. <laughs> Laugh.
1: Also, I want to use my my mechanical tinkering. Sure.
2: The robots we've seen may may just is it possible they could be soldiers in a proc, in just like a remote warfare sort of thing? Where each um, side stays on their planet and sends the robots out?
4: That's a possibility, but it can also, it may also be possible that there's a proxy war going on that has gotten out of control of the host populations. So the organic life here may not be involved in the war beyond its, their home being simply used as a base.
1: You say control engineering, right?
4: Daring engineering.
1: Thank you. Uh, How would I factor in the uh, focus?
0: That would um, become the crit number. Yeah.
1: So,
3: so it would
0: be,
3: Your engineering yeah. basically
0: becomes your crit number. So if you had an engineering yeah. of four, crit would become four.
3: It could gotcha. also be that this conflict has been going so long that they've bombarded each other's planets into a radioactive heap and the only way they can actually interact with each other is by sending uh, robotic um, proxies to, to wage to continue on the wall.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I did that right. You
0: did. So that's another extra momentum for two successes there. And Chorog uh, locks onto a signal coming from the planet. He can put it up on the main screen. Yeah, he so, also, keeps it private.
1: Chorog works controls and manages to cut through a lot of the interference... Sir, I have a solid signal down to their underground base. Channel's open.
3: All right, Except it's not
1: a channel, it's just incoming only. In- voice
0: only, no visual, sir. So what pops up on the screen is a black, two, uh, black two-dimensional black 2 picture that rolls slightly along the vertical before it steadies itself, and it appears to be of a male alien speaking to a female alien. And though I go to war tomorrow against the Kiki Menace, Know that I always love you, and I will always support the philosophy of Boba.
4: Graves pinches the bridge of his nose. We're getting propaganda. Or television. This so looks like, a, it like what uh, you humans would call a soap opera. Graves, alright. Is there any information we can really pull from at least the physical appearances of these species? Anything we can match to a database? So that's
0: what Jackson says
4: it's not a match for anything we currently know, sir.
0: Does look vaguely humanoid. Probably another preserver species.
4: Graves nods. All right. Um, let's see. We can have John. There's too much interference to really get a com uh, lock. Transporters might be an issue, but John might be able to cut through that.
0: At this point, the ship receives a hail from one of the masses of junk orbiting the planet, which it turns out is actually a functional starbase. Incoming hail,
4: sir. Uh, just put it through.
0: This time the main screen turns on and you get first a staticky and then a stable black and white picture of what looks to be one of the little Bobo robots. It stares dispassionately outward. Greetings, ally. What is purpose of your visit?
4: We wish to deliver additional food and medical supplies to the people on the surface.
0: Unable to comply. All access routes have been destroyed for 38 cycles. Presumed repairs uh, required 493 cycles.
4: We could expedite those repairs or bypass the restriction.
0: Processing. Warning. Surface radiation levels are currently lethal for known species.
4: Graves nods. All right. We'll proceed with bypassing without endangering containment for these, uh personnel down on the surface. Acknowledged. Lori to Boba. Glory right, to Boba. And
0: screen winks out. Car leans back and says, "You know, you could just try asking the machine some more questions."
4: Um, I could, but I have a feeling that, well, programming ex- or the program is going to be a bit of an issue here. Uh, it doesn't seem that they're too capable, and whatever creative thinking they might have, well, let they become sentient. God, All right, just, dude. I don't know exactly that going down
0: there and suddenly showing up in the middle of the bunch of aliens who live on an irradiated planet underground watching propaganda who haven't seen anybody else in a long time is going to go, so.
4: Yeah, that does seem to be pretty bad. Um, well, let's go ahead and put the robot back on screen. The,
0: you know, space station comes back up, the same picture before. Communications.
4: Hello there. Um, Reading token
0: recognized. Returning token. Hello. Uh,
4: before we get started, how are you feeling today?
0: There's a lot of clicking and whirring. Current status, functionality, 53%.
4: Do you like your job?
0: More clicking and whirring. Glory to Bubba.
4: Graves All right. We can shell that for the time being. Um, let's see. If we wanted to get in contact with the people down below, would there be any channel that would allow us to have communication?
0: Communications have been severed since cycle 973. No further directives have remained from the people of Planet Zircon.
4: Right, so you're operating on your original directives, and that has led you to attack the population of Kiki. Negative. Original purpose, defense of Planet Zircon.
0: Runtime and conclusion, defense only possible once elimination of Kiki forces completed.
4: And how far have your uh, offensive operations uh, taken you into Kiki territory?
0: Near constant bombardment of Kiki homeworld has left planet radioactive husk however kiki units continue to launch attacks on planet zircon
4: (sighs) graves nods. all right let's see as far as the interest goes in supporting your operations i think we should be able to provide some direct support and additional infrastructure to your core computer chambers and your uh strategic battle command and repair and uh manufacturing
0: processing offer of assistance recognized assistance accepted
4: graves dots all right um that's all um we will begin preparations to assist you and let's see um we will also be in contact with our home base to deploy additional forces and support of Bobo.
0: acknowledged thank you
4: all right Let's go ahead and see this. Uh, Graves motions to cut the channel.
0: The channel is cut. Kara looks back.
4: So they've been fighting for God knows how long, and we still don't know why. Um, yeah, and it might just be a simple us-versus-them conflict that's been able to spiral out of control. Um... Under the facts of the start... Uh... Under the current circumstances, though, I would be inclined to believe that neither current population would like this conflict to continue, because there isn't much more either planet can lose. Carl well, well,
0: shrugs. could be right, but until we know why they're fighting...
4: Yeah, so here's a thought. While we investigate on why we're fighting, let's also investigate how we can reprogram or disable this fleet. I want to put in contact to the USS Sierra. Okay, do you want me to just hail them, sir? So, uh, provide, yeah, they won't be able to pick us up, we're on so out of space, so, but do an encrypted channel just in case.
2: Daniel raises his hand. Rage points to Daniel. Um, well, it seems like, at the very least, the robots are fighting over a philosophical, uh, uh, be- philosophical, uh, difference in their beliefs. Shouldn't we just ask them what their beliefs are?
4: That'd be a good start. We also want to get some historical records, too, um, as far as they can exist, but we should also th- consider how propagandized those are likely to be. We should also consider, too, that the Kiki versus and what's inserted into propaganda may also be itself a simplification. So the robots themselves may only be able to offer us a very slanted view. If we can find any material that's a little bit more direct, um, and let's just say archaeological in nature, that might help. So we should probably be scanning to see if there's any data cords or signs of older, potentially first-generation equipment in here, uh, since salvaging information from that may have less historical distortion.
0: You could also try to find the other robots. I mean, no offense, but these guys are that's, pretty dumb. There's no telling that the other robots are any smarter.
4: That's what the CR is for.
0: Ah.
2: We could also go back and pick up a corpse or two from the battlefield we just left. Maybe see if we can pull Uh, something off of them.
4: Graves had already ordered for them to take some of those corpses.
0: And they have indeed taken them. They're in the engineering lab. Folks can go down and have a look when they want.
3: Yeah, so uh, Uh, Rick would be uh, already working on those as well as, you know, just keeping... the, um, The slow warp was sort of, it's not stressing the system, but it's sort of doing this sort of reverse. It's maybe not quite getting enough energy out of the engine to um, to do everything. So it is, it is sort of that, um, like, fine-tuning, balancing going on with ensuring that everything is actually working, but still still going slow.
2: It certainly wasn't
3: what the ship was designed for.
2: Should I go? And... Oh, sorry.
4: Great says Daniel. So yeah, if you want, um, you can assist Rick with the inspection of those robots. Maybe um, your perspective on the matter would be um, particularly helpful on this.
2: I have made a few uh, a few robots to help me uh, before. So I. Yeah, that, sound, uh, that sounds like something I could do.
4: mean so in the meantime, is sort of, you know, just... she was kind of, Her tail was wagging a little bit, just like, Yeah, I'm she's the AI specialist, but... You nope, know, Daniel's got a sign. Grace nods to Daniel and just says, Alright, um, have at it. Let us know if there's anything we should uh, be particularly aware of. Kara looks back over her shoulder at Setsa. Hey, I'm going to start moving the ship
0: closer to that big cloud of junk you mind using the tractor beams to start moving it into bigger clumps, and maybe pulling out anything that looks useful? Setsa says...
2: Alright, but if I start making any particular... well, if I have the artistic feel, I might start putting these into more pleasing patterns, shapes, and maybe a picture of a small bunny.
0: You know what? The system could probably use it. Setsa giggles. Sets to work. Uh, we cut down now to the engineering lab where Rick Tier is currently there with the two different types of robots, both of which are more or less in pieces. Rick has basic information about them now, but if he'd like to really delve into the systems, he could do an inside engineering role.
3: Oh, yes. Um, let's uh, pull up, do a momentum as well. Use one of those. Uh, so twelve. I don't think he has... Um... Two successes. Oh, wait, I get get to re-roll the 19. I'll re-roll the 19. Okay. Total of four successes. You are
0: able to interface with the systems and basically pull off all the information. Everything the robots knew, you now know. Most of it's useless battle plans, but some of it may be potentially useful. However, to find out, you'll have to ask the right questions.
3: All right, so what's the um, historical, a- any kind of historical rogues about the um, initiation of the battle?
0: Apparently the battle was initiated soon after the two races encountered each other, which was approximately 4,000 years ago. After about 200 years into the war, it was determined that sending people out to die just wasn't efficient, so they built robots to fight on their behalf. The war uh, as it seems, however, both sides claim to be winning. In reality it seems to be a permanent stalemate.
2: Yeah. Um, At this point Oh sorry. Oh yeah,
3: Daniel. Yeah, go for it, Daniel.
2: At this point Daniel walks into engineering uh and asks So uh have you learned anything uh significant that I should know? Uh we've been
3: able to access the uh, the, the Data storage on this device, on these robots. Um, we're getting, I mean, there's propaganda here, there's battle plans, there's um, been able to find a bit of the um, initial start of the war. Um, it doesn't really go on to say about why it started, but... Um, it's Actually, it's,
0: the response to why the war started is pretty clear. It was along a philosophical divide. One side espoused the philosophy of Kiki, and the other side the philosophy of Boba. And it looks like the philosophies were considered completely incompatible, and so there's been a war over it for about the past 4,000 years.
2: Does it say what the philosophies were? Yeah, that was about to be my next
0: question. You can pull out the entirety of the philosophy of Kiki from the Kiki droid and the entirety of the philosophy of the Boba from the Boba droid. The philosophy of Boba is as follows. Self-determination, freedom, safety, security. The philosophy of the Kiki is dominance, conquer, destroy.
3: Oh, that does seem to be more, uh, does seem to be quite incompatible.
0: Nearby Ensign looks over. Yeah, that's, that's pretty messed up.
2: Is there any evidence that the philosophies may have been tampered with since, uh, since the inciting incident?
0: It doesn't seem likely. Although the Kiki philosophy is definitely unpleasant, it came directly from the Kiki droid, not from the Boba.
3: And we know that the the Boba haven't had time to to uh, alter this droid. So whatever the the inf- uh, notion on the Kiki philosophy is, came directly from the Kiki.
2: Well, under the assumption that the Kiki droids. Uh, went the same route of cutting off communication with their creators a long time ago. Isn't there a chance that, uh, that the data may have been corrupted in some fashion and they and the droids tried to recreate it best they could, and over time it led to flanderization of the original ideas?
0: Ensign Rainier holds up a pad. Based on this, you know, information it has, it doesn't look like they cut off communications, they lost communications. Presumably, when the planet was too bombed out to be able to send a signal up.
3: I mean, the route is still there. I mean, the only way we're going to be for certain is that it's... Um, is if we actually get to talk to the Kiki. But uh, in terms of the, the validity of the information as it currently stands, at least, um, we have to talk to the Kiki in terms of how it might have been historically. Um, this is what Ensign Rainier taps be. on.
0: Ensign Rainier taps on one of the robots. Robots aren't usually known to lie either. John raises a hand. Rainier looks over. Ah! When'd you get here?
3: Uh, he's John always. Said, <laughs> the captain says I'm insidious.
4: That's one word for it. John giggles and says.
3: Also, well. I mean, people a long time ago, 4,000 year may be, you know, big space jerks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people, there are big space jerks now. Maybe they got nicer.
2: Rainier shrugs. You know. And
4: uh, holds up a hammer.
3: And can I turn the big sense into Kiki Robot? Um, that is Rainier not... Rainier just... Beautiful. Go ahead. I'm the NPC, you're the character, you go, go for it. Um, well, uh, Rick goes, Well, there is uh, a number of ways to do that, usually um, through programming. Um, It's already destroyed enough, John.
2: That's not programming?
3: I mean, there is. He looks legitimately confused.
4: No, John, that's
2: not programming. That's reprogramming.
4: The ensign stifles a chuckle. John John nods and sagely nods. Eric sagely.
3: I see, I see.
4: And he walks out with the hammer. departs <laughs> parts unknown on the ship.
2: I'm gonna regret that later, aren't I? <laughs>
3: Probably.
2: Anyway. Do we have any more questions for the databanks of the robots? Uh, I guess not really a question. More just. More just a. a more just an idea for how we may be able to resolve the conflict. Uh, it could be that after all of this time, each side may have found an appreciation for the other's philosophies. But with the Boba having to uh, having to so fiercely fight to defend themselves, learning an appreciation for the aggressive ways of the Kiki, and the Kiki having, le- having huddled, having had to hide away in the planet, learned the values of self-preservation. Maybe we'd be able to get them to understand each other if we can actually talk to them.
3: Uh, before we can do that, we need to find out how to uh, get the communication protocols. So, uh, Rick will find out how the methodology and, and the, um, the basis for the communication lines that the robots had with their base round, uh, base stations while that link was still operational.
0: It was entirely radio-based. You have all the encryption details. It should also be noted that after D.B. says all the stuff he says, Rainier looks over at him and says, You know, I heard a quote from Captain Picard in the Academy. Just because a war has two sides does not necessarily mean that both sides have equal merit. True. And uh, unless we have any more questions for the droids, I think it's back to the bridge. With uh, Graves now being apprised of all that has been learned.
4: In the meantime, Graves has also instructed the USS Sierra to proceed to the Kiki homeworld with the protocol that they use to infiltrate the Boba homeworld, and has provided general details on a plan, which would be try to facilitate communication between the populations, and pending, or pending details there, act accordingly, or if uh, those details are not present, uh, plan on how to disable all of the entire space fleets and uh, war robots for uh, the Kiki and Boba simultaneously.
0: So there's an incoming hail on the bridge from the USS Sierra.
4: Graves answers.
0: Uh, yeah. Bailey just kind of looks at him.
4: We showed up and they fired off 50 nukes at us and I just left. All right, so these, uh the Kiki, are considerably less... ...inclined for negotiation.
0: Yeah, we did discover something interesting, though, while we were there. Uh, what'd you find? Must be an entirely robotic race. There's no life signs anywhere in the system.
4: So, no... Oh, that's interesting. So we definitely have a captive population here, um, that is er, um that is mostly it seems to be mostly defense oriented and has bombarded the kiki homeworld in an attempt to stop the attacks so has there was there any sign of a organic population there once or is it simply looking like that there is simply a uh, machine presence well the entire world was bombed out pretty badly i think there were some caverns
0: underneath but it's hard to get a cut through all the radiation
4: all right, there might still be people down there, but let's definitely treat the Kiki as uh, hostile and look at uh, any opportunity we have to neutralize them.
0: Bailey nods. Right, well, I'm still going to try not to go back in there just yet.
4: Uh, Have any Republic warbirds shown up yet? Uh, Magellan? She looks away from the screen for a minute.
0: Yeah, it looks like we've got a J-Class. Looks like the Tribute, RRW Tribute, Tridonus.
4: Huh. All right, well... Clucking device plus transporter equals way of uh, probably facilitating this pretty easily. Um, The Trudonus might be able to assist us, uh, but definitely, well, let's definitely um, try to get their uh, input on the situation.
0: Well, I'll remind them to bring some hot dogs down. They should cook in about a second, given all the rads.
4: Yeah, yep. Uh, About the same situation over here, too.
0: Right. Let us know if you need anything else. Bailey out. All right. Hmm. Graves
4: looks over for the uh, report from the engineering
0: team. If Rick would like to rephrase anything in his own words or anything else, now's the time.
3: Well, it would be uh, rephrased through Chorog, so I'll leave that through for Chorog, since Chorog's on the bridge.
0: Even more potential for hilarity. Would Chorog like to rephrase any of the things we've learned?
1: I've been going over the report that Rick has transmitted. Basically, they took the Big pile of junk that used to be a robot, and managed to get some stuff out of it. And also, sir, I've been mon- I've been sitting here monitoring that comm satellite. Every ten minutes, they're broadcasting some kind of rogue signal. I can't tell where it's going.
4: Rogue signal, you say?
1: Rogue uh, motions for Captain Grit or Graves to come on over to the station. Okay, here is the normal broadcast comm signal that is being broadcast from that satellite. Steady, there's nothing special about it, just normal comm traffic. However, every 10 minutes, Trog punches up a different display. There's this rogue signal being broadcast on top of it. I don't know if it's going to a planet or if it's going to another satellite in this system. I don't know what's it, what kind of data it contains. It's, it's encrypted and I can't break the encryption. Alright, looks um, over.
0: Well, if you can't break the encryption, that must mean there's some sort of a third party here because these guys aren't exactly geniuses.
1: I nice that's exactly. I know it would be. I, I know it would look suspicious for the Reliant itself to go gallivanting around the system. Is it possible we can launch some kind of probe and mod it so that it looks like background junk to try to track where this is going? <laughs>
4: Uh, grip nods. All right, let's go ahead and do that. Also, prepare for um, any kind of operation that we need to uh, disable these robots. But I'd very much like to get a uh, a um, a uh, conversation going with whoever's down on the surface. Kara nods. And you might want
0: to work out how to block that signal
4: if we need to. I'm already, wor- I'm already
1: working on a countermeasure for it.
4: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, it's. I mean, 4,000 years is a long time for anyone to be probing at this conflict, especially from the Boba side. But they might be using the robots as essentially data gatherers. So that might be what the signal is. It's basically pull all sensor information out and, hey, you get a free relay. So we'll see what this is going on. Cara Kara shrugs.
0: There might be something going on with the Kiki system as well. We didn't exactly, well, the Sierra didn't exactly manage to get a good look.
4: All right. Let's hope the Jonas can get a little bit better look. Let's also let, uh, praise them of this signal as well and send them a copy.
1: On it, right, sir. Also, after I send that signal, I'm going to go down to the Torpedo Bay and mod the probe myself.
4: All right, sounds good. So, with that, yep. Graves also reads the report from Rick directly to getting information on philosophies and stuff like that, too.
1: Just as Trog says that, in flashes John with a little hammer in his
4: hand. You know, he got a big hammer at this point.
1: Trog looks down. John, where'd you get that?
3: Um, I found it.
2: Where?
3: In the place?
4: John? What, what place? Question. That
1: looks like one of my tools, John.
4: John just looks sheepishly up at Trog. I think the better question is, John, what are you planning
0: to
1: do with that?
3: Uh, I plan on reprogramming things.
1: You know what? Give me a second, John. I gotta send this report. You can help. You can help me reprogram a probe. How's that sound? Hey!
0: Kara just watches, confused, slightly worried, as the pair leave to go modify the probe.
1: Trog stops, briefly turns around, shrugs his shoulders at Kara, and continues on with John.
3: Grave says, "Oh."
1: You're in the what tardigrade voice. You're
4: in tardigrade voice. Oh! So, uh, Grave shrugged and says, well, might have been concerned if they said they were going to reprogram the torpedo. Probably, probably fine. Kara just takes a deep breath. Yeah, at this you know. point,
1: you really don't want John, John, Tardigrade, and Trog reprogramming a torpedo. Not a good idea.
4: So, at this point, Sets is also as still at the tractor beam controls. Uh, she's currently working on a uh, ducky. She's already made a smiley face, a small bunny, and a heart out of the space debris.
0: By now, she's also pulled out several different junk communication satellites that the ship can study pretty well to see if they can figure out how to send something into the planet as well as receive it. But another Captain hail North comes Congress. in for Captain Graves. Graves answers the hail. When it pops up, it's a very staticky image of what looks like an environmental suit on a Romulan with a gold faceplate.
4: Uh hello there. This is a
0: science crew from the Tribodonus. We've, uh, we've landed at the coordinates, but I uh, don't know what you expected up? us to find here.
4: Um, either corpses or not corpses.
0: A lot of broken equipment. What looks like, I guess, could be heavily irradiated corpses down in the mines.
4: But mostly this planet is just dead. All right. Well, let's basically put it this way. We're now... Probably free to try to find a reconciliation that's in the Boba's favor and take out the Kiki. Although, you know what? At this point, I think taking out the Kiki's uh, war machine might be our best path to peace because at the very least, the Boba droids might be able to help uh, with reconstruction on this planet a little bit more safely than the native population is able to hear.
0: There's what seems to be a nod from the gold faceplate.
4: Anything else we can do for you down here? I'd rather
0: not stay any longer um, than I have
4: to. Uh, yeah, there's a danger pullout. If there's any archaeological information or biological information, try to pull that out to any databases on the civilization that was there. Um, and, yeah, that, that's basically standard exploration protocols.
0: Romulan just nods and says, All right, uh, I think we're just going to pull out for now. This stuff is not going anywhere.
4: Right, sounds good. Uh, I guess then, take a look for computer control cores and how to blow up a war machine.
0: Kara nods and says, well, I guess if nothing else, the Tridonis and the, uh, Sierra should be able to handle that no problem. I mean, nobody likes having nukes launched at them, but I don't think it's going to be enough of a big deal.
4: No, not even, yeah, just not even for the Sierra itself, still. Let's go ahead, try to contact the, uh, Boba on the planet.
0: All right, uh let's see who's in charge of uh
4: that right now. Setsa is on the con or on science, so she might have con' as well, or communications as well.
0: Let's go ahead and get an insight engineering
4: from setsa then hey insight ooh, actually no engineering's good on this version of setsa and do information system focus come into play?
0: yeah, that would come into play ooh. Here successes. She's managed to pull enough of the satellites apart to get basically a very good idea of the infrastructure at work here. She's managed to get a very good idea of the radiation at work here, and she can beam a system or a signal down. However, at this point, what happens is practically the uh, equivalent, I guess, of a phone ringing for a while, as there's probably nobody expecting a call.
4: Grave size. All right. Um... Let's see.
0: Eventually, however, there is a beef as the line is completed. Graves. All right, here we go. Once again, there's a staticky black and white picture that rolls slightly vertically. It looks like one of the aliens from before who kind of has these gill ridges along their heads and sort of a fish-like appearance, except still humanoid. It looks over at Captain Gates or Captain uh, Graves and squints
4: a few times and then just says, You're not a robot. Nope, I'm a human from the United Federation of Planets. Uh, We've arrived in the system, and things don't look good.
0: Yeah, well, you know,
4: war. He shrugs. Yeah, we've kind of seen uh, both sides of that. Uh, Well, we got an eye on the Kiki Homeworld and yours, and they're kind of looking in about the same shape, except yours is looking, let's just say, quite a bit better. Oh, so we are winning. Um, kind of. Problem is, well, uh, the fleets are still engaged with each other and it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Oh, that's bad. Um, Unless...
0: And the fish person looks out at Graves and basically copies his exact pronunciation.
4: Unless... Unless certain species with advanced starships kind of intervene in the situation and bring the war to an end. Wow, you'd do that for us? Um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be anyone left on Kiki to try to find some kind of negotiated peace or just, you know, leaving each other alone. Um, yeah, they they look to be all dead. So, um... We won, but there's still a war? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they also have robots. Or we're entirely robots, we're not quite sure yet.
0: Well, I gotta say, this is definitely the strangest day I've had in some time.
4: It's... Unfortunately, it's sunny. it might be in the top ten for me. I'm not quite sure yet. Wow. You must have been places. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have. But we can talk about that later. Uh, for now, I just would like, well, basically your thoughts on the situation here. Just taking out the Kiki is definitely a priority. They simply are aggressive, and they don't seem to be fighting to any particular purpose the question is how much control do you think you have over your robots oh well uh, if you can get a
0: get a signal out we we can we've, we've got plenty of control we can change the directions. we can we can uh he pulls out what looks to be a moldy old book and flips through it yeah yeah here here's the control codes uh yeah we could do that
4: all right. all right um because i'd rather not you know have to take them out if they're able to help you with reconstruction, because the surface does appear to be quite inhospitable.
0: Yeah, that's probably an
4: understatement. Yeah, and considering that you're warp-capable and have made contact with a species, this also is a pretty easy situation for us. We're also, with the um, post-war situation, able to help with, say, reconstruction, and also helping to you to establish new colonies while you rebuild your home.
0: Gosh, you guys are really nice. It's nice to see fellow members of the philosophy of Boba.
4: Yeah, generally. Um, But yeah, we're definitely interested in mutual support, mutual uh, protection, and yeah, just generally getting along with people as best we can. Right, right. Uh, So what do you need from me? Um, I just wanted to talk to you to make sure that we were doing something that wasn't going to cause complete chaos. So, you know, generally talk to people before offering to help out, find out what their situation is. Um, If you need any particular foodstuffs, we can also start beaming some of that stuff down um, to, I don't know, general dietary requirements. Um, Any chemical information that you have would be helpful for that, just so we're not, like, beaming down things that are going to be intolerable.
0: Yeah, I'll try to find some stuff like that. To be honest, though, I'm not convinced that I'm not about to wake up from what a strange dream this is in a minute.
4: Um, well... Basically keep an eye out for well basically news that the Boba has been destroyed or that Kiki has been destroyed. <laughs> he has definitely said Kiki, he didn't say Boba. He did not say Boba there. Right on. The fish rummages around for a second, pulls something out
0: of a desk drawer. It looks like a dark bottle. He squints at what's left in it, throws it over his shoulder and says, "Uh I'll try and uh I'll try and let people know, but uh
4: well this might be a hard pill to swallow." Yeah, let's well, definitely. Well, if you want, we can basically keep things on the down low until we have some concrete uh, support. Um, we do have some uh, Kiki robots uh, that we've uh, managed to pull from a ship that your um, uh, your robots were able to take out.
0: Uh, no, no, I meant I don't think anybody's gonna believe me. I don't believe it.
4: Yeah, that's kind of the problem here. So uh, let's go ahead and let events be for themselves, and we'll be in touch once we know that the kiki has been uh, terminated.
0: Right, right. I'll uh, I'll try to hang out close to here. So if you need specific codes for the robots, just let me know.
4: All right. Yeah, wouldn't ask too much right now, because of course, yeah, we just want to make sure that things are on level, and we're not asking too much of you right now. The fishman nods and just waits. There's this. All right. We'll be in contact once we have uh, news to report.
0: Fishman blinks a couple times. Oh, right.
4: That's like a goodbye, right? We, I don't get many calls. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's totally a goodbye. Um, but yeah, definitely feel free. If you need to call us, you can put communication out on the same channel. Um. And then, yeah, we'll try to uh, work on helping you to reestablish contact with your robots.
0: Boy, that'd be swell.
4: Thanks. Bye. It clicks off. Crips nods and says, all right. Let's help them out. Uh, priority one for us is gonna get uh getting them contact with the robots again. Carr turns around and looks at him. Was this an actual mission or just a Captain Proton episode? Um I'm not sure yet, but things are going pretty well, so I'm not gonna question it. It's been a good day. Carr shrugs. Fair enough. So Graves gives order to go make robots in contact with people again.
0: The Reliance spends some time setting up some new comm satellites and slowly convincing the population of the planet Zircon that the war is over. There are other people. They could come out now, or at least they could if there was any place to go.
4: Um, Have they gotten any communication from the Trudonas and Sierra about the uh, Kiki?
0: Bailey pops in later saying that it was a bit like shooting fish in a barrel. It took some phaser power, but nothing they couldn't handle. The wreckage around the planet of Kiki is now slightly hotter and slightly glowier than it was a minute ago.
4: Graves nods and sort of relays that they should also check for any um, supplementary bases as well. They don't want the uh, Kiki making a resurgence.
0: Bailey nods and says, I'll, uh, I'll send the Tridonius crew back down and see if they can find a, like a codebook or something. After what you said, there might be one for their robots too.
4: Graves nods. That Bailey... is still playing with a tractor beam. Bailey closes the channel. Kara just waits a minute and just
0: turns around and says, You know, I really, really don't know how to deal with this job some weeks.
4: Grave shrugs. I mean, mean, hopefully what we find out here is going to be, let's say, this easy, but at the very least this sort of satisfying.
0: Kara nods. Turns out it was easy since one side was jerks and one side wasn't. You know, Starfleet teaches you there's always shades of gray to these sorts of things. Guess not always.
4: Nope, and the side was also dead. That did kind of help things, unfortunately.
0: Kara nods, and then we just cut down to the engineering lab, where we see DB Wells, who has just pulled up some information on his pad. And it looks like the nuclear launch codes from one of the droids.
2: Uh, Daniel tries. Uh, Daniel uh analyzes the codes to see just how extensive the access these allow are if he can
0: well they'd be able to issue a detonation code at the very least you might not be able to launch a missile but you could blow one up with this
2: uh daniel uh daniel turns to uh daniel turns to whoever's still in the room and says i think i might have an idea but we're going to need some more codes and a really long signal
4: um, I will kind of mention that we have destroyed the Kiki already,
2: <laughs> wait really, like all of them
4: yeah,
0: presumably oh. uh, is technically yeah. out looking for secondary bases as you told her
2: to okay, so uh okay, so I had it an could idea then called what
4: I said it still could be useful, so keep going
2: okay uh wait am i am i am I just explaining myself now, or am I trying to be in character right now? <laughs>
0: You, you can, can basically character right now. Yeah, you've got graves on the line. Your ideas, you know, time to explain.
2: Okay, uh, Captain, I have an idea. If we can get enough, I, I found a detonation code from the Kiki droid that we have, and and I think it might be if we can get enough of enough codes or the right code, we might be able to just detonate. All of the nukes they have left on the on their planet, and that should, if, if theoretically, send out a big enough uh, electromagnetic pulse that it'll take out whatever whatever uh, robots that or bases they still have active around the around the planet.
4: Graves nods. All right, you know what? Let's kind of keep that in the back pocket. One thing I would rather avoid is destroying too much more of the Kiki homeworld. Um, there's probably limited archaeological finds to be made there, and destroying residual bases may preclude us finding any record of that people.
2: Well, we don't have to... Oh, sorry.
4: So, for right now, let's just go ahead and hold on to that idea, but I definitely don't want to prematurely, just for cleaning up exercise, when it seems like conventional methods are working out pretty effectively to indiscriminately detonate a whole bunch of things.
2: Okay, Although we we don't have to detonate them on the planet, we could also find launch codes and detonate them uh, just outside of orbit.
4: Oh, cleaning up the um, cleaning up the uh, oh the um, nuclear stockpiles. That's an idea. Um, go ahead and pass that on to Bailey, and I'll leave it up to her for how to deploy that.
2: Aye aye, Captain. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and then for note, Bailey is the captain of the USS Sierra, which is the supporting ship that has blown up most of the Kiki, or all the Kiki, as a case
0: Just smash cut to later on, Bailey looking up at the view screen as the nukes inside a secondary base cook-off. She just looks up at it. It's like a string of firecrackers. Cut back to Graves.
4: Graves says, all right, let's get in contact with the planet again. There's
0: more of what you could only assume is basically similar to a phone ringing, and then the fish man answers
4: oh oh you're you're back!
0: That wasn't a hallucination
4: um or this is hallucination again, but I don't want to mess with you too much. um the Kiki have uh been eliminated from their home system, and our forces are cleaning things up um in the meantime, we can start assisting you with reconstruction efforts. I believe have my engineering teams been able to um, restore contact with your uh, robots?
0: Yeah, yeah, we've we've got. Uh, well, according to the board here, we've got control of them. You know, they were mining robots originally.
4: Yeah, that kind of looked like a, that. Kind of came through on the design. Also, a little bit friendlier looking than well, what we were using.
0: You know what? I don't even want to know.
4: Yeah. So. Um, I will say my science officer has been trying to, you know, liven up your planet by moving the debris into, um, for what she thinks is pleasing configurations, so if you notice some strange patterns, um, yeah, that's what's going on.
0: Yeah, we
4: can't see anything from down here. <laughs> okay, well, if your robots notice anything, then that's what's going on.
0: Oh, right, we could totally get information from them.
4: Yes, also you see our ship, we're just hanging off orbit here. He uh relays a set of coordinates that would be interpretable to the robots.
0: The fishman, you know, punches what seems to be some old, you know, futuristic buttons of the kind that light up and look like gumdrops. And then he squints. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Kinda looks like our ships. Oh really. Now that he's pointed it out, there is some basic similarity into the shape.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Saucers are pretty pretty darn useful.
0: So, uh you doing anything tonight? At that point, at that point, I'm going to go ahead and call the episode over, unless anybody has any final things that they want to deal with.
4: Um, Graves has a first contact scenario that goes a little too well. The death on the planet. Um, much drinking is involved. I was about to say, technically, he
0: hasn't been propositioned. He's just been asked to go do something by some very, very bored people.
4: Yeah, there's... Basically, let's put it this way. There's a lot of drinking that night. Um... He doesn't do anything bad, he's just very drunk during first, con- first contact for He kind of Zephyr Cochran's it up.
3: Uh, and, hey, uh, so long as you're not doing Mirror Zephyr, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Rick, Rick T just sends a lot of uh, like general food stock, uh, a lot of general materials um, to help repair and tools and supplies. Yeah, just in general.
0: He accidentally sent some extra stuff down. He gets a thank you note for this strange cake and these wonderful protective hats.
3: Uh, Rick, Rick he just sort of. All right, who put the 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 party stuff down there? Party uh, raises
4: his hand.
2: <laughs> and Daniel he... also raises his hand. <laughs>
0: Vincent Rick... Rainier, who was standing next to Rick, jumps to the side when he notices DB. Heck, you're almost as bad as the Tardigrades. <laughs>
3: Rick just face palms and then just, just wanders off.
0: Anything else from anyone on the ship before I close this out? Nope, good. So, the camera cuts back to Magellan and basically zooms in near where the Rysian Corvette is docked. And it basically zooms down to a small, brown alien with stick-like limbs reading a pad. And there's a voiceover in Kara's voice. I don't know if it helps, but I went ahead and gave you a little going-away present. Something to help you out. I got this ship originally and didn't have much use for it except for making it look cool, so now it's yours. There's a few people in high places who still owe me a favor or two, so... Getting it filled up with an extra hold full of deuterium wasn't hard. I've shipped off the rest of the dregs of the Imperial crew to you, if you want to take them with you. But the ship is yours now, and the galaxy's yours. And with all the deuterium, feel free to make liberal use of the replicators. Just try not to die out there. Two of us is better than one of us. Signed, Kara. Heart. And that's the end of the episode with end credits rolling. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And remember, if you want to send us an email, it's Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com.
1: Again, that email is Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com.
2: Now, guys, just to make sure I'm getting this right, I I have not a very good memory. That's Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com, right?
4: That's right. It's reliant at Starbase It is
3: definitely oh, thank re- you. reliant at Starbase
2: Again,
1: it's reliant at Starbase
2: Thank you for reminding me that it's reliant at Starbase UGC.com.